0: Welcome back, man, to another great episode of Comedians in Bed, man. And the next guy that I have on here for you today, man, he might have sold crack to you before, but right now he's in here doing his thing in these comedy streets. You might know his name, but you don't know him, but we're going to get to know him better today because he is him. And I forgot to put his social on there, so we got it on there now. Big Daddy Poppy up in the house. I'm so excited to have him on the show here with us today, man. The hilarious, the very funny, and the very beautiful Jeff Allen
1: everybody. <laughs> Stop it. A virtual dap up. Let's get it. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's up, man? Am I I'm, I'm actually quick tidbit, I'm worse at handshakes with white guys. I don't know if that's normal. I always really? mess up the white handshakes cuz I'm I'm from the inner city, so I'm used to dapping up and then snapping. So when they go in for a firm handshake, I'm like, I don't trust this guy.
0: (laughs) I think we we put so much pressure on y'all to get it right. That when y'all go to y'all side, y'all like, nah, this is how I do it now. So you got to (laughs) adjust.
1: How you doing, brother? Yeah, I can't. (laughs) Not a very formal guy.
0: Oh, man. That's funny, man. Yeah, I'll be like... I always like no matter what mic I go to here, I'll always mess up the handshake because people be trying to like like do the dab up, but like yep. I usually go like I do the just hit the hit the pound. It's universal. Like, yeah, but I also like I'm a germaphobe and I know what I do with my right hand. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure you do the same <laughs> with your right hand.
1: And I just rather not. You know? That's the ultimate bonding. It's like fewer. <laughs> <culture. laughs>
0: We're one now, brother. <laughs> That's funny. and kind of nasty. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so I do that. I mess up a lot, uh, too, down here. Um, but, nah, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's cool, the comedy down here. Um, but, yeah, I had to get you one, man, because, you know, you did your thing at the fireworks competition, and, you know, I don't be in Dayton often, but I was like, man, this is freaking night and day. We got to get him on the show.
1: Yes, sir. I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, the fireworks was uh fireworks competition was big for me because I didn't do it my first year in comedy. I've only been doing comedy for two and a half years, so I skipped in my first year. The last year I ate shit. I didn't get. I invited people. I don't think I got a vote. Still, I <laughs> they didn't even vote for me. And I was like, that's fair. So when I came up this year, uh, um, after that competition last year, I did the Dayton Funny Bone Clash of the Comics, and I got second place. And so when I rolled around this year, I was like, I'm gonna show them what I've got. So I yeah. definitely had a had a chip on my shoulder when I went up in that competition. But uh yeah, you you did your thing too, man. You killed shit. Even in the finals, closing it out, you had a strong set.
0: Man, I know I had fun, man. It was it was real, it was real fun. I was like, <clears throat> I just started doing competition. So it was it was fun to do that. I didn't know you was only like two and a half years in. I thought you were more than that. It don't seem like it with the writing.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I've just I've submersed myself in the community and the craft. I'm obsessed. I can't go to sleep without thinking about it. I hit mics every day. I started my own mic so I could get hosting experience. I work at Wiley's Comedy Club now. Uh, I'm actually hosting tonight for Lee Kimbrell. That's my guy. I love him.
0: What um what what mic is yours? The one I uh, run on- on
1: Carmichael's Comedy Open Mic Night. Uh, I've been doing that. We literally been doing it every week for over two years, which has okay. been. Kind of stressful, but it makes you—it uh, throws you in the burner, man. It's a dive bar, so even when we have good shows on the weekends or we kill a mic, it's nice to have that humbling experience every single week, every week.
0: Yeah, man, I love—I love open mics. You—you you can really tell who who want to do it. <laughs>
1: yeah, literally, man. And The people that are consistently there—that's it's how you kind of earn respect when you get into comedy. You kind of earn your chops through those. Really rough open mics. He was there every time? Yeah, So it's cool yeah. running that. I run a uh, Village Station Barn Grill in Carlisle, Ohio. I run them out there every other Monday too, as well.
0: Okay, uh, how was starting your own mic? And what's the like? What's the what's the things that you learned that's good? And what's the things that you learned that was like you know bad about it?
1: Yeah, man, um, that was so monumental for my start <laughs> in comedy as. So me and my boy, Caleb with a P, you've probably seen him around doing his thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were best friends since childhood. So we started comedy together. And uh, Carmichael's is our favorite dive bar. And they had a little stage. And so we asked right when we like three weeks after we started comedy, we were like, hey, can we do an open mic here for free? We just every Tuesday. And he was like, fuck it. Do your thing. And then we kept doing it every week. We learned how to host an open mic as we learned how to do comedy. So we kind of grew with the mic. So it was really cool to see because as it blossoms and we turned it into a showcase to now our, our two year anniversary in April, we had 80, 80 people in that little dive bar all for comedy and that stuff like that's insane, but it's also kind of, uh, we've found, we've grown together the mm-hmm. mic at Carmichael's and our careers so have kind of had this uh tie as we grow. It's really cool. Is,
0: is Carmichael's the one where uh you got the stage on one side and on the other side is something it's like something different. What Mike is that?
1: He uh he was I just there up. he was
0: just there this week.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one I posted on my store. Yeah. So we have like a main room with a stage <clears> and um there's like a wall that splits it up, which kind of works out because all the people that want to really immerse themselves in comedy can get in that main room and then we're on the other side. All the comics are kind of bullshitting and waiting to go up. It's kinda of turned into our little green room. It's pretty cool how it's what, worked out.
0: What what day is this?
1: Tuesday. Every Tuesday at nine o'clock, sign ups at eight thirty. Carmichael's pub, man. Come check it
0: right, out. I'm gonna come down on a Tuesday soon. Um uh, yeah, some somebody else just went down there and they told me they had good things about it. So yeah. I'm a, uh, I wouldn't mean to come down to Dayton for, for a minute for the open mics. i am um, trying to get myself more out there. I'd usually go to Cincinnati, but i am um, trying to get myself out there. Let them know there's different comics in the city.
1: Yeah, it's always good to show your face, man, because you're representing <laughs> the scene where you're from and you're also making those out-of-town connections. That's like one of the most important parts about comedy. Uh, no one really understands how important networking is for the I'll get work and I'll grow my brands, but networking, it's like a little pie chart. I sell new comics. This is what I've discovered in my experience. A third of it is being funny, showing up. A third of it is being professional. And a third of it is just being a cool guy. Like so many people get booked off just being a good Hank.
0: Yeah. 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 That, so that all is true. Like that is true. Pie chart. Well, um, and You are a good person too. I meant to say that when I first started up. My my fuck, I, I messed up the intro because I didn't. I realized I didn't have your handle on there, so that's why I couldn't say this. But you are always freaking smiling, like yeah, <laughs> every time, you're always smiling, full of good energy all the time, and like that's valuable as to what you said. Like that, you know, just who you are can get you booked as well because people want to work with people that they like.
1: Yeah, man, I I appreciate you saying that. But, <clears throat> uh, I think it just comes from a really dark childhood, I had a really, really rough upbringing. And I think that's also what uh, allows me to adapt to any kind of room. I can do old white wineries, I can do the black rooms, I can do the clubs, all the same exact because I come from um, a melting pot. The middle of East Dayton is a one of the heroin capitals of the world. Hey, hey, check us out. And uh, yeah, man, I think it's just experiencing the most terrible human experiences when you keep going after that you're just thankful that you're not there anymore and i think i carry that around i'm i'm grateful to be in the spot that i am even if you know some people downplay it i'm i'm excited to be here i'm excited to be alive man.
0: yeah no it shows i'm i go to Dayton a lot i call it my my second home i used to go a lot for um <clears throat> track meets because i ran track uh before i used to go for the Mitchell right. invitational at welcome stadium
1: yeah welcome stadium yeah. yeah uh
0: so i know a little bit about Dayton. so it's like the east side of Dayton. is that like the bad part like is that the hood like
1: <laughs> yeah so the east side is where <clears throat> i grew up with the majority at so this is how i explain it to people who i've never been there the west side is It's uh, mainly black demographic and the east side. We have more of your refugees uh, from Russia, uh, people from Mexico. We have we have black people we have. But the main part of main demographic of East Dayton is white trash. And that's me. Nice to meet you. Uh, We have have a lot of that. We have a lot of different uh, people. It's more of a melting pot in the east side. I grew up on both ends. But the most simplest way I can explain it is the West side makes the drugs, sells the drugs to the people from the East side. <laughs>
2: mm, mm, mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's like the West side and the East side, they're, they're pretty bad in, their, uh, in certain areas. But uh, it humbles you, man. There's a lot of creative, creativity and a lot of talent that goes unrecognized in Dayton. I think that's part of my mission and my goal on earth is to just shine a light in the ghetto, and <laughs> give give a lot of those people opportunities. I know it's funny because the way I look, it really. Is. <laughs> I look like a politician. I, 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 I want to help the ghetto out. Uh, big fan of the blacks. No, nah, man, I like that. I, I was. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I uh, Buffalo for good. Yeah, you're good, man. I was a. Uh, I'm the child of addicts. I grew up on welfare. Uh, I was raised by my grandma. I had custody battles. Uh, I've been abused as a child. Uh, I've been in really, really, really dark places. And so I think the goal of my comedy is to uh, show people that you can do whatever you want. This life is a playground. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter about your resources. Doesn't matter about your background. You can you can succeed, man. So. I think that's my goal is to shine a light on people like me that grew up in my environment.
0: one thing I noticed uh this go this go time around the reason why I say you you got better was because um of the type of um, material that you were talking about. It was more yeah. so personal and about uh stuff that you've been through. Um. Uh, so, for, like the last time before I seen you for a competition was at the open mic at the Funny Bone. Yeah. Um. So then, is so then it was like um. How did you overcome, if you had a fear of like talking about that deep personal stuff? How did you overcome it, and how do you approach it in a way that people can receive it?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um. That's a good question, man. I wanna I was never uncomfortable to talk about it. I just had an issue making it funny. Um, So that joke about my dad that I tell, I tell a joke about my dad overdosing. And that showed me how free we are in this country because they'll kill you for smoking weed in other countries. But my dad, literally, he overdosed four times before he finally passed away. And they kept bringing him back to life. And I think that that was almost the symbol of how loosey-goosey this country is with their fucking opiate epidemic compared to other countries so i took i I worked on that joke for about a year man before i found out how to make it funny because it would make people sad so -hmm. when i started talking about my struggles in life people made it sad but uh i guess i just found a way to for people to be more empathetic of my situation. Because I had to laugh about it. That's the only way I ever got through any of this shit is through laughing about it.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and I think uh, eventually I found a way in my writing to put people in my shoes and to, to find it funny. You know, the way I found it funny, I, my writing got better and I was able to take people on the journey where at the end they could laugh. Where originally mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I would get a lot of awes. yeah bad for me but now they kind of see uh my angle of it right where i made it funny and that's freedom man yeah if you can turn the sadness into humor you win life beats your ass but for a second (laughs) when you make a joke you fucking you win
0: yeah My, my condolences about your father uh i make jokes about my father and uh, my dad's sister, I think, uh, I think for me, like, if you just, I think like when it does come to like the hard stuff, like my sister was a crackhead and when I bring that up, I think the the tone or the way I say it helps them to receive it, yeah. you know? And then sometimes like where I want, where I want to laugh, depending on the audience or how the energy is or what I, or just what the room is feeling, they may be quiet and really be like listening uh, or they may be like oh you know kind of sad but I kind of just rely on uh, the parts where I know like this is like a joke here you know what I'm saying but sometimes yeah. I do write it on purpose like to to get just to just say a line that's just deep or just like you know the truth and not try to be funny just to get them to understand or I guess to get them on my side to set up for the funny
1: yeah, it really, it really does have them empathize with you. And then once you have that control of their attention, the uh, the more you improve as a comic, you can flip that to some misdirection or just a punch that they weren't thinking about. You know what I mean? You could take them to a perspective that they didn't have before and then they can laugh about that. That's it's one of the coolest things about the craft, man. So I'm glad you understand. So your sister is actually uh, an addict.
0: Yeah, yeah, she passed. She passed away like uh, two years ago. Yeah, was it two years? Yeah, two years. Two years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew it was her time to go because she was walking around with two front without two front teeth. So I was like, "Yeah, it's just you don't care no more. (laughs) You definitely don't care no more."
1: (laughs) Right, right. At that point, you're just like, "Well, you did this, you know." (laughs) Right, Uh,
0: but I would. uh, I do plan on naming my first. I work i want to i'm work i'm working on a uh am I'm working i'm working on a um comedy album right now oh uh, well, at least that's what i want to do and i want to name it after her or at least even if even if that do get complete or not i definitely want to name like my first special after her too so yeah yeah
1: how did you uh personally getting into like the more sentimental side how did that make you feel like how did you deal with your family being addicted to that kind of stuff
0: well it was easier for me growing up because i i didn't know that they was addicted until i like started going to counseling i was just describing my sister's behavior and then my counselor told me she was addicted and then i was like oh this makes so much sense <laughs> <laughs> you know, so i didn't find out she was like addicted to like probably like 2018 and probably the same for, or a little bit, well, a little bit before for my dad that he was addicted to um, alcohol. So I really didn't like, I was just naive. Not not that people were trying to hide it, but I was just like, naive. I don't know where I was at. I was just in my own world. So I really wasn't paying attention, but I think it's important to talk about it. Cause you know, um, I think it's important to talk about it. Cause some people may go through that same thing, you know, but I think if people like like, for me, like, when I'm having a super bad day, like, I'm throwing on a comedy special because I know, like, I can either I either have two options. I can either keep being sad or I can be funny. You know, I'm, i will be happy. And if I can't get myself there, somebody is getting paid to make me, you know, get there or whatever. So I kind of see it the same way. Like, people come to comedy shows to to just let go of what's, what's going on in their world, you know, yeah. and they just coming to be purely entertaining like we i mean i know there's prop comics and you know other stuff like that but literally it's just us up there one person talking you know what i'm saying so they're investing in that so i think sometimes it's i feel it's important to acknowledge you know my own i think i think it's just i I feel like when i'm up there to be honest with you i i feel like if i'm gonna spend your time and your money like you might as well get your money's worth. And I just feel obligated to like speak my truth up there. That's what I've been really focusing on. It's just really like not making jokes about other stuff, but just focusing on me and just like, just telling my truth, you know?
1: Yeah. That's a beautiful thing, man. That's one of my favorite things uh, about the craft. That's why I love this so much. You'll you'll hear me say that a a lot. I, I love comedy and what it does for people and also what it does for us man because that's therapeutic when you can turn that pain you can turn that trauma into something truly beautiful when people are laughing it's one of the most beautiful things about existence
0: how how was um and you're right about that how was growing up in Dayton? i mean i've only visited so like how how is growing up in Dayton? Because like it looked totally different from when I started going there in two thousand five yeah. till now. Like now, y'all got some money. So like, right. How 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 is growing up and like learn living in Dayton?
1: I would say it's getting a little better. I think over the last ten years, uh, the our part of the government and the community is really uh, starting to notice the problems. I feel like there's an evolution going on. Not only in Dayton, but around the world, but especially in Dayton. They started uh, building more community housing. Uh, they started giving more resources to the addicts. They started paying, uh, paying a little more attention to the people that are struggling. But when I was growing up, uh, I didn't know it until I grew up. But it was rough, man. It was kind of just life. I didn't know life outside of Dayton. Uh, but it was fun. We made the struggle fun. Going to the corner store, playing basketball all day, uh, but there's a lot of zombies, man. A lot of a lot of people walking around with like scabs and homeless and a lot of addicts and prostitution. Uh, it, it was it was weird. It was yeah, a, it was a weird experience. Shit was. I couldn't keep a bike. My bike, my bike, <laughs> disappeared. And the fucked up thing is, I didn't find out until later. Is sometimes it was my own dad. My dad, my dad would steal my shit and sell it
2: sometimes. Oh man, so funny!
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is why, like, I love talking to like who was I talking to? The other, I was talking to a comic, and I asked him, I was like, "Do you have like friends? Like, do you have (laughs) like?" (laughs) Because like people be asking me like, "How do I go on stage?" And I'll like sometimes like I don't do it all the time, depending on the show. But sometimes I'll just go on stage and I'll come up with a joke real fast about something in the audience and like this is why i say like even if you are a comic i mean well when you're a comic i feel like you should either talk to your friends or comics and just have normal conversation because it'll re-trigger something in your head about a memory and then you'll be like oh shoot i need to write about that like you're talking about like stealing bikes i've never had my bike stolen but i know a lot of people in the hood has had their bike stolen like so yeah like that's how you and i was telling him like um my fault i'm super high but i was telling him uh, like i was like you should definitely get a group of friends and just talk and you'll you'll find that you'll come up with a lot of jokes that way
1: yeah we, we have writing sessions uh me and the boys like uh shout out to kyle rogers mark perkins caleb lee those are my guys and we uh we have a lot of writing sessions, or we'll just get around and bullshit, man. Get around and kick it, watch some stand-up, and we'll write a lot of stuff, give each other tags. Because uh, sometimes you don't, uh, you're right, it'll trigger memories, or other people have angles to a to a premise or a concept that you wouldn't even think about. So it's very, very important in comedy to have those outside voices, uh, other than the the crowds at open mics.
0: How was... Uh, I wanted to ask, how was, since you and Caleb both started around the same time, and now I, I see both of you guys hosting all the time, either at Wiley's or at the Funny Bone, How how is that experience to come up with somebody that, you know, is your, your childhood friend? And then two, um, what was that process like of, like, going from open mics to now hosting at clubs regularly?
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's pros and cons, man. Because, uh, I mean, that that's, that's my guy. That's my brother, literally. We have lifted each other up. He's been through unthinkable shit. I've been through unthinkable shit, losing, like, suicide attempts, fucking losing, like, his mom, my grandma, Uh, my first child. He passed away, uh, like, right after I had him. And so we've been there for each other through the lowest points. And I think that it's cool that we can always be honest with each other. Um, Like, we, we don't sugarcoat shit. It's not like a like a new comic friend or one of your comedy friends. Like That's my boy. So if he does something up there, I'm like, hey, don't fucking do that. That bombed. They didn't like that. And uh, we're just straight up honest with each other all the time. And it's really cool to see your brother, because that's truly my brother, uh, chasing their dreams, man, accomplishing things. Uh, I love to see him doing that. But at the same time, uh Sometimes that honesty uh, can transfer into arguments and sometimes like how much we're around each other can cause a little bit of tension. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's it's my best friend. So we always work it out. Uh, Also, it's kind of it's rough starting with somebody because then for the rest of your career, anybody who knows who knew you from the time you started, we're associated with each other now. And so that's been kind of annoying at times, honestly, because people are <laughs> be like, where's Caleb? And I'm like, I don't, it's a, he's a fucking <laughs> yeah. <funny. laughs> yeah,
0: like I am my own person.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they think we're some comedy duo. And I mean, no offense, I love him, And we do things together and I have no problem, you know, starting like hosting mics with him or creating things with him or doing, doing anything having to do with our careers together but we are separate performers. We don't go up there and we don't bump mics. We ain't those fucking magical twins that finish each other's sentences. We are our own separate people. And so I feel like as our careers progress, uh, we're definitely going to like separate ourselves. We're, we're different types of comics. Uh, we're different types of people. And so that that is my best friend, but at the same time, like, I don't want our careers drawn together for the rest of our lives, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. So how did so? How did y'all? So how did you get into hosting? Um, from going to open mics and being now you're hosting out Wiley's? Do you host at the Funny Bone sometimes too?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I hosted once at the Dayton Funny Bone and then once at the Toledo Funny Bone, and I'm hoping to get some more work soon. Uh, from Toledo, they said I had to uh get get like uh 20 to 25 down, and I think I'm there. Um, so I think, man, it was. It's been a crazy ride, dude. It's been a crazy <laughs> ride. I was working so hard at Open Mike, showing up to the club almost every weekend. And then last June, uh, Kyle Kemper, if you know him, he's probably the best comic in Dayton. I fucking love that dude. Shout out to Kyle. Um, but he was the Wiley's door guy. And then he was on his way out. And he had said something to the manager, Erica, like this kid, Jeff Allen, one of the best young comics coming up. Uh, he would be perfect for the job. And so when she asked me i was like "Fuck yes (laughs) i've been looking at wiley's comedy club since i was 13 dude i've been dreaming about performing at that club and eventually getting there for a long time so when i got asked to work there it was uh it was like one of those psychedelic moments i don't know if you're a psychedelic guy but like i felt something spiritual about it it was it was like it was destined man it was so crazy so when i started working there uh that was around the time i got into the funny dayton clash of comics and i killed both sets i killed in the semifinals and killed in the finals and i ended up getting second place and then right after i got second place it was almost like uh the universe fell in alignment a little bit it was like oh you're ready and so then right after that i got my first hosting gig at wiley's and uh i just execute execute on the opportunities man be professional Uh, be a good guy and that kind of multiplies and amplifies it because then I started getting more gigs around the city and then people I just did my first uh, show in Cincinnati a couple months ago and I started really honing in uh, on being a host and I think I'm one of the best hosts in Ohio personally just because the energy I know the fundamentals about it how to get a show started how to get people excited and once people see that they want you hosting their stuff and uh it's kind of like a tree man i kind of just branched out so now i've hosted uh this week it'll be i think my sixth or seventh hosting gig at wiley's and uh yeah i'm gonna host next weekend as well and it just kind of uh transferred in like once you start performing people see that they give you more opportunities
0: well shout out to getting into your childhood dream at 13
1: (laughs) thank you man i appreciate that
0: so what, um, what tips do you have for for hosting? Because um, that's something I'm, I'm trying to get into.
1: Yeah. I heard it
0: makes you better sooner. So I want to, what kind of tips do you have for like hosting?
1: For hosting, I would say um, it's like a double-headed dragon, man. Because you want to be funny. You want to execute your comedy, all the stuff you've wrote down. But at the same time you have to acknowledge your crowd and how to kind of inform them how to always shout out the staff always like plug the next shows coming up at the end of the show and getting people excited about each performer that's like the other head of the dragon so tips i would say right off the jump get them get them to applaud Get them excited. Let them know that they made the right decision by spending an hour and a half of their time at said club. Make them feel like they're in for something grand. It's all about that moment. Like, we get Find the f- flame and the moment and fan it. That's part of your job as a host. And then the second tip is when you're hosting, uh, the crowd is almost like its own sentient being all together all those chemistries all those vibrations make one big vibration and you'll kind of feel it as you start some crowds are really hot right from the jump they're just fucking hooting and hollering and they're with you and they like you but most of the time you're going to get a crowd that's like okay i paid money what do you got and as your host it's your job to i call it breaking the wall Because there's a wall of expectation in every crowd. And I always put one of my strongest jokes right in the middle of the set. I get, hey, thanks for coming out. Make some noise for your headliner. Uh, You made the right decision by being here. Get into my intro. And then right in the middle, I'll hit them with one of my best jokes. Because you'll kind of hear in the beginning as you're getting to your introductory jokes. They'll be like, "Ha -ha, ha, 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 And then in the middle, it's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And you'll hear it the whole crowd it's big laughter and that's breaking the wall right there so you you want to definitely want to break the wall and i I, that's really the only tips man other than like you're funny as fuck so you'll definitely be good at that your material is strong enough on itself but you kind of got to work it in a little bit
0: yeah we're gonna see how that go
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got any hosting
0: stuff coming up? or are you just uh no? Nah, I think ahead? I'm. I think I'm gonna try to do. Uh, well, yeah, I've been letting people know, like, hey, if you ever can't make a a, a night at your mic, just let me know. I'll, I'll host. But I was thinking about starting my own mic. I just don't know uh where to do that at. So I've been trying to. I'm gonna start looking around, see where I can do that at, um, and probably do it on Fridays, cause like on Friday we only have one, well, like one mic, really so i'll probably do it like fridays like six or seven just get it over with you know um so that's how i was thinking about getting into it was just starting my own mic um because yeah fridays i mean i mean you gotta show that the funny bone but everybody here not on there you know might be one person and that's just somebody hosting so i think if we had another friday mic, it wouldn't be bad we do got a mic on saturday and that's been picking up here lately we got a mic on Sunday. It's still relatively new. So, I don't know. I think we have two mics on Sundays, but one of one of the other ones is not as consistent. So, um, but yeah. I been I've been trying to get into it, but nah, I haven't I haven't started it yet. Um,
1: yeah. That's what's up though. That's a there's a lot of benefits to starting your own mic that I didn't even know when I did my mic. Because not only you get experience hosting a cold crowd who most likely doesn't know comedy's happening and yeah doesn't want to be a part of it and you kind of get the opportunity to flip those people and really get them but you also you allow uh you allow a list of comics to network with man and sometimes Mm -hmm. comics will be from out of town so just by giving people that time you kind of form your own connections it's really cool dude
0: yeah 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 no i really i really do want to I really, do, I really do want to start one, but then it's like, dang, don't I really want to be bothered with people? Like, y'all be going through a lot. Like, hey, like, can you bump me up? Like, I'll be like, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do. you do have to deal with a lot of that shit, a lot of different things. Uh, I'll be feeling
0: bad for a host, man. I'll be like, man, y'all go through a lot. I'll I, I keep it simple, bro. I'll just be like, hey, just put me early, bro. Not because I not because I'm trying to be, like, all that. I got to go to work in the morning. So, <laughs> you know, you can just put a brother up early. I appreciate it. If you can't, no big deal, you know. Yeah, That's what I try to do. But, yeah, y'all be going through a lot. I'll be like, no nah, way, It's going to be me.
1: <laughs> for sure, man. That's how I, like, once I found out how to host a mic and do it professionally and do it to where the owner likes it, that's why, I like, I turned it into revenue. So now, like, I get paid for hosting both my mics, and that's also a big part of it. There's a, even when I'm going through that burden um, going through this cold crowd, this fucking seven people who don't care about you, you're dealing with all the comics bullshit, it, it makes it worth it because you're like, oh this is my job like I have, yeah, I gotta do this
0: yeah, yeah would you say, I don't really know how many scenes there are, I really only would think like there's probably four but like um how would you describe the Dayton comedy scene in Dayton. your own words cuz we got Dayton, we got Cincinnati, we got yeah. uh, Columbus, we got Cleveland, maybe Toledo, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I, them the only ones I really know for real. So like how would you describe the Dayton comedy scene?
1: Man, we're uh Dayton's a it's a grimy place. That's how I would say it. A lot of the comedians that end up coming up here, they have uh they're kind of uh dirtier, I would say, just a little bit. But it's all love man like there's not much tension there's not much drama that goes on here we uh we su- we support each other <laughs> i mean Being even fine. if there is <laughs> i ain't throwing I ain't, nothing, right? I ain't saying nothing but even if there is people that <laughs> steal jokes and uh, <laughs> And are kind of like hacky or are getting opportunities, reaching out to places when they're not ready for it. They'll be alienated on their own. We just we let people fuck up. If you're going to do shitty things, we're not we're not going to conflict with each other. We're not going to waste energy on confronting those people. We're going to let the art of comedy crush them on their own. So that uh, and I think it's a it's a hotbed for talent, man. We have like a lesser comedy scene, like our most popular mics, probably Carmichael's. uh, And our list fills up to like 25 sometimes. But 10 to 12 of those people are going to be straight killers, getting work at the clubs. And they're going to go up there and they're going to crush with their material. So and I've even noticed that where I I just went to Austin uh, in early June and they are packed with comics. There's so many coming. Their list is like 40 to 50. But the guys I do co- do mics with regularly, Jarrell Beeman, Kyle Kemper, John Morris, Wyatt Lutz, they're all fucking destroying in Austin. Oh yeah, I really they do are. That. They really are in the upper strong. tier of Austin comics, and so I think uh, there's not a ton of us, but but it, we're we're killing it, dude. We are really we, we we take our craft seriously. We come out, we work hard, and uh, it's really picking back up after the pandemic. Right, right when I started comedy, we had, like, two mics going. And only one of those is actually in Dayton. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dayton Comedy's kind of made a comeback in the last two years. And the scene's really been rejuvenated. And we're getting more new comics. We're getting some female comics in the works. So, Dayton's on the come up, man. Especially with Chappelle's new club going. And him buying the building that Wiley's is in. Uh, we're going to see a lot more great. Comedy and comedians come out of Dayton.
0: I'm not gonna lie, that is true. Now that you name the people, I'm like, man, y'all really do got a lot of yeah, y'all do. Not gonna lie, y'all really do. Very very strong. strong. I'm
1: in the middle tier, man. And like you said, I was killing it. I'm, I'm fucking dog food compared to those guys. They are absolute destroyers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like that. I'll be in Cincy, but I really don't know. I mean I, I think I know who they have here. I really don't be paying attention, bro. I'll be like, i just give me the time. I'll like, you know, so be missing but like sen- sency, Yeah, Cincy's cool. I, w- I do want to get up to Cleveland though.
1: Yeah, I've never been to Cleveland before, but I've heard uh I've heard some good things and some bad things about Cleveland. So I don't really know. I know yeah. they got thirties, which is like a club of it.
0: Yeah, that's the only one I couldn't uh only scene I haven't been able to uh hit yet. Um let me see. All right, so uh yeah our scene is a Yeah. Can we edit this out? Is that okay? Yeah, I mean it's fine. In the charger, there got the. I think
1: you're having an audio issue. You are getting
0: that. Yeah, hold on, let me see something. <laughs> hey, that's how them uh, I saw them OnlyFan videos be. Like, they knocked at <laughs> the Sounds
2: real rough over here, man. What'd you say? It sounds real rough on my end.
0: There you go. There you go. Now you good. Um my my scene my scene is uh my scene is fun. It's fun. Um Despite what you see, there's a lot of there's a lot of good people in the scene actually. Like really good people. Yeah. Um
1: No, for sure, man. I I fuck with Columbus Comics like heavy. Yeah. Like the what y'all got going? Uh, Xavier, I love Xavier. Halima, Shayna's been fucking killing it out in L.A. I don't fucking, think this is her uh, first time headlining,
0: headlining, but she's uh, she's 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 coming back on the fifth to headline.
1: Yeah, she said something about a birthday after party too. I might pop up there, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we have. Uh, I don't really know how to describe our our good people. Like they're very. very I, uh Dark. We have a lot. Of, we have a lot of dark comics, in my opinion. Like not dark in a bad way, but like I'll be like, "Oh, dang, y'all really going for it." All right, cool. So yeah, I like yeah. that, especially especially. Got hey, so man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> every joke, every joke he do is dark, man. I'm like, man. Yeah. Uh, nah,
1: I fuck with it which up. is
0: really interesting here because uh, Columbus is so family oriented so when you hear so many dark comics it'd be i'm just not thinking about it it's really it's really funny um yeah man but i think it's so dope that you guys have wiley's down there uh wiley's is a good club uh that your guys say it's the oldest club in ohio speak about the importance of wiley and how you know having something so local and so cherished has uh helped you in the dating in comics
1: and it's legendary i didn't know uh I didn't know the magnitude of Wiley's when I started, I didn't know how important it was to the scene and just how important clubs like that are to comedy in general. Like, um, it's so awesome to have a place cause, uh, uh, shout out to the funny bone, no disrespect to the funny bone, but our funny bone really doesn't, uh, give a lot of opportunities outside of clash of comics especially for the previous years, they're just starting to work more local comics in to their shows. But for a long time, they didn't have a great platform for local comics. Whereas Wiley's, we ain't, we, we ain't gonna have like a top tier LA, New York based headliner every weekend. But at the same time, she's really, she really goes out of her way to give opportunities to more Ohio based comedians. Like uh Ran from Cincinnati, Lee from Cincinnati. Uh the list goes on and on. John Morris, one of Dayton's finest, just got his first headlining weekend. She'll uh she'll go out of her way to get her people, the comics that she knows are working hard and that are capitalizing on the scene, opportunities. And that that's so important to comedy in general, just the craft. And then um I don't know, it's so cool when you walk in Wiley's because you see all those pictures, man. You see a picture of Chris Rock from 89 on the wall. You see a picture of a young Ellen, uh, young Dave, he used to come here and work out stuff, man. So having a club like that, that not only supports its local comics, but from time to time, the biggest comics in the world will get on that stage and crush it. And then Sunday, we have the open mic right after that. So we get to get on that same stage, and there's something special about that, man. It really is.
0: I love I loved uh, independent clubs more than the chain ones. I don't know. They just it's just a different vibe. We just got our uh, first one up here. Here, um, maybe, um, maybe towards toward the, the, end end the end of last year. Hold up! What'd you say? I'll just cut out. On my I said that we just got our first um independent club here in Columbus uh towards I think towards the end of last year. I said I I, I tend to like those a little bit more.
1: Yeah, the the attic, man. The attic. Shout out to the attic, man. I, uh... okay. mm-hmm. Hold on. Are you good?
0: Hold on, I'm gonna remove you and I'm gonna bring you I'm gonna bring you back on. Hold on, give me one second, because I can't see you anymore. All, All right.
2: right. Can, can you continue? me?
1: In? Yeah, I can see you. I'm still in here. Okay. okay. I can't I can't see see you. You. For some reason my uh my video floated away. I'm
0: Try to uh to- This is what we're going to do try to uh, log all the way out and then just log back in
1: and see if that worked. There we go. Something happened. I don't think I got disconnected uh, shortly for a short amount of
0: time. Oh, no, you're good. But yeah.
1: What were you saying about the attic?
0: I said, like, I I like the attic a lot, like, it being, like, you know, uh, just it being, like, an independent club, and, uh, you know, I tend to like uh, independent clubs more than, like, the chain ones, because they are a little bit more local comic-friendly and uh, safer environment, and they let you be a little bit more, you know, I guess, loose in there.
1: Yeah, they're more about comedy. There's less standards. There's less huge headliners coming in with all these writers and, like, uh. Expectations and things you have to hoops you have to jump through, man. It's more like bare bones comedy, and that's what's up. Like that's it really, uh, it really puts you in the shit. Because sometimes when that's all you see, when all you have is a big chain club, you think that's what comedy is. And especially on our level, it's really important to have that freedom of having a club like Wiley's or the Attic, man
0: uh so you you mentioned it earlier about like dave Chappelle him having a club i didn't know he bought the building for wiley's like since you're down there you're in the trenches like what inside scoop can you give us about like what's going on because that's really what's holding me up for moving it's like do i really want to move or do i want to stay and try to like work out this club so like what's what's going on because even for the people that may not know about like dave Chappelle like getting his own comedy club and today
1: yeah so um He bought out the old firehouse in Yellow Springs, and he's been working on a club for like two years. And when I went down to Austin, uh, they even told me, because Rogan made his club like in the same amount of time, but Rogan perfected the shit. Like, he was on it. And I was, I I saw a show at the Comedy Mothership, a couple of my boys got on the open mic, and it's a lottery. Uh, It's pretty crazy, man. They got 40 comics lined up around the block, ready to sign up on a list, and only 12 get chosen, like. Austin, you're you are in the trenches. Like it's it Austin is the place to be, man. But yeah, so it was funny they were telling me Chappelle went up the opening weekend of mothership and was like This motherfucker did it right. Like I gotta go back and change some shit. <laughs> so he's still working on on getting that club out. I, I don't know when it's going to be open, but I know that the news did an interview with him and uh he said that it's going to be to boost local talent. Because you can go to places like Chicago, New York, uh, Austin, and most of the comics are not only from the Midwest, but from Ohio. A majority of the people I met in Austin were from Ohio.
0: And uh, I think his phone might've died. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really sure. But, yeah, as you can see or tell, um, a lot of the people are from Ohio. We'll wait for him to get back. But a lot of people are from Ohio. But, yeah, Dave Chappelle basically is basically just, like, uh, making a, a well, creating a comedy club, starting a comedy I think now it's, like, maybe 2021, and uh, just waiting for that to go ahead and uh, – Get started, Uh, get kicked up and whatnot, and I I really am excited about that, uh, just for the simple fact because um, that's just a big, that's just a big news, and plus like uh, Dayton's really not that far from Columbus, so you know once they get that going on, you know that's just another mic. I mean Dayton's like. (laughs) maybe an hour away 45 if you're not doing the speed limit but yeah um it's it's not bad at all um but i've been to wally's myself wally's is wally's is cool when you go in there you do see all the you do see all the um you know you do see all the comics that were up on there before you and it kind of make you feel you know a, a little a little special like damn I'm going to be up on there uh I think at the funny bone here they be having uh they be having comics um but the thing they be having comics on there but I don't know if they just putting pictures on the wall I mean the people that they have on the wall like you clearly you could tell they've been there but I don't know if they be having like just pictures on the wall or if um like those people been there, but I know for a fact some of them been there. Um uh, but when you do see those comics on the wall though, it do be dupe, uh dupe. It do be dope to see. Um uh, yeah, it do be dope to see it though. I ain't gonna lie. I don't I think like that's when you get like I don't want to say wall of fame or whatever, but like as you know, sometimes I'll just have uh comics picture on the wall and stuff. Actually to be, uh, uh, some, someone had made, uh, me a like a picture on the wall type deal. Um, and the why, and it's uh Wiley's, uh, me at Wiley's. I don't know if that's my first time, at, I think that was my first time at Wiley's, but yeah, me at Wiley's, and um, uh, it's actually here. I'm looking at it right now in my office, so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my, my picture on the wall for the first time, man. My picture on the wall for the first time, um. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, but I ain't in no rush. Did he move out there? I ain't in no rush for that to happen. So, uh, yeah. But nah, when he was mentioning that, I, I didn't really think about it um they really do they really do got some heavy hitters out there bro i'm not even gonna lie to you they do they they ain't got some killers out there um killers too um cincinnati got uh great comics great comics too they, they have a lot of how i say out of all the scenes they might have the most women for real they have a lot of women a lot of women a lot a lot of women um what's going on
1: i hope you can edit man i hope, I you're <laughs> fine. I hope you can edit
0: you're totally fine man it doesn't you're fine you're fine i was just talking about like the different scenes and stuff and like dating and whatnot and uh like the, the comics and whatnot just piggybacking off what we were saying and how dope it would be to uh have your you know they picture your picture on the wall yeah how dope to have your picture on the wall and yeah. like me having my first one, and I, my uh, <clears throat> fiance at the time, she actually, uh, one of the pictures that she got, she cut it out and made like a little frame with me at Wiley's and um, it's on my wall up here in my office. Yeah, man, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, we, yeah, uh, that's, that's on my bucket list is to get my picture up there.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, would that be on your your to-do list to get your picture on the wall? That would be dope. It's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. Yeah,
1: next to Jeff Foxworthy, Donnell Rawlings, Dave Chappelle, Bill Hicks. They got all the best comics of all time up there, man. So
0: So what you're saying is I shouldn't move right away since Dave is building this club. That's really what was keeping me for real. That and first I had to find a job out there, but... I mean I, I mean, I know Chicago not far away, so I could still just come back, but, you know.
1: Yeah. Chicago's popping. But I, I will say uh, most of the people that move out are headlining around here. So, I mean, you can you can improve in those other scenes, but what I'm noticing is you get really good in Ohio. Oh, you yeah. Get, you get to be a killer around here in the Midwest, and then, and then you kind of move out there.
0: I feel um, like my... Uh... I feel like uh, in Ohio is where you learn your grow your growing pains.
1: Yeah, yeah, you go through all that shit. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. tougher around here, man. So at these open mics, no one gives a shit. I
0: don't give a fuck. Yeah,
1: <laughs> even at the club sometimes I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll host for like a twenty person crowd who's like, ha. <laughs>
0: Literally, I've been meaning to ask. So I'm gonna ask you, like. Because I feel like, I can't say all races because I haven't. That's another thing. I don't... I'm not I'm not saying like Chicago will have it, but like, man, I wish it was like a Mexican room, an Asian room, an Indian room. Just like, because I feel like there's only two type of people I perform in front of like black people or white people, which is fine, but I don't feel like that's a representation of the world. So I don't really know how other people, and one of the things I realized is that how black black people laugh and how white people laugh. And, like, am I tripping or maybe I'm just... It was at the mics. Like, do black... Do white people... Do y'all normally have, like, shorter laughs?
1: Uh, Sometimes. I would say, like... I would say in front of those middle-class white people who are kind of more progressive and cultured, they... uh, As cultured as you can be. (laughs) But they'll they'll be, like... They're more... uh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get those people that are like, yeah, this is a very skillful, skillfully written joke. <laughs> Whereas uh, you get those extreme white crowds or extreme black crowds. They're more like, ah, ha, ha, ha yeah, oh, yeah. They'll get more rowdy. I will say I I like doing black rooms better
2: mm-hmm.
1: because there's not a better feeling as a white guy named Jeff. <laughs> Than to hear black men barking for you. That's fucking- <laughs> this is the peak of my existence. Oh like, <laughs> oh oh oh! I'm like, fuck yeah, dude! Or this is my favorite. You stupid! That's, my <laughs> thing to hear. That's how I know I'm crushing it. Oh, he crazy. crazy.
0: <laughs> That's my shit. I do like. I do like when white comics can go in there in a black room and make them laugh because uh, I know that is very, very hard. So, you know, at first until you learn it. Uh, Because, like, when you be at them open mics and they be trying them jokes and be like, nah, that one was a little racist. Don't say that one.
1: (laughs) For sure, man. That's where I have the advantage, like, just being around all types of people, showing up around them. And even like, uh, I worked at UD for a little while. And I got to be around, personally, conversate with people who are from Japan and China, and people, a lot of people from India. There's so many people from India.
0: <laughs> What's the what side of town is UD on? Uh,
1: I grew up a, a little bit in the west side, mostly on the east side. So I got a little mix of everything, man.
0: No, no, no. I said, I said, what side of town is UD on?
1: Oh, is UD on? I thought you said UB on. No, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, man, I'll be on the east. <laughs> nah, UD is, uh, UD is on the east side, but it's like where the oh, east side kind of goes in to the south side of town. Okay. Oh, oh, so it's pretty oh, wild because there's like college kids with fucking Corvettes rolling around, and 10 yeah. minutes down the street, someone's blowing someone at the bus stop for heroin. Like, it's so yeah. wild.
0: Hey. My favorite thing about day in is fuck. What's the name of that pizza place I haven't had it in a while? It's not Condado's. uh Freak. Isn't there a pizza place down there that starts with a C? Uh,
1: Casanos.
0: Yes, Casanos. Yes, yeah. yes. That's I love that
1: pizza place. Casanos. A little too much on the salt, but I love. The pizza place. Yeah, there's a shits on the salt on the crust. I don't know. I've never been a Casanos guy, man. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I love Casano's, man. Yeah, I love Casano's. Um, all right, Jeff, man. As we start to wrap things up here, um, who is on your Mount Rushmore for comedy?
1: Ooh, Mount Rushmore for comedy. See, this one kind of gets a little, little shaky, man. Um, man, there's so many comics that have influenced me, and the Mount Rushmore is a uh, such a Vague and subjective term. It can be anything. So I would say my personal, Mount Rushmore. Um, I go obviously the obvious one, just uh, Chappelle, personally for me. Are you talking about personal or like all time?
0: Uh, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you need to be. Yep.
1: I go all time. Uh, I would go. Chappelle, uh, Pryor, uh, i saw slide Bill Hicks in there. A lot of people like to say George Carlin. I think uh, Hicks did some of what Carlin did by his thought-provoking material, but he had a much more skillful and organized way of uh, going about it. Right. Personally, hot take, I think Carlin's overrated because of <laughs> the impact of his material. Uh, it, it's, it's, a bold, it's a bold statement, I know. But I think he was so oversaturated. He kept cranking out those specials. And not all of them were quality, man. So so go Chappelle, Prayer, Hicks, and uh Louis CK. Louis CK still going at it, man. So I'd say that's my Mount Rushmore. But there's some new cats that are working their way up there, man. Shane Gillis is fucking phenomenal. I think he's going to be one of the greatest of all time. Uh, if Neil Brennan keeps cranking out specials, Neil Brennan's a huge influence for me, the way he writes and performs and kind of has, like, a complete show. Because personally, like, I can't, I know this might be surprising, but, like, I I write hip-hop music. Uh, I've written poetry. It's not uh, surprising at all. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, sports broadcasting I, I'm actually a paid sports broadcaster on the side and uh, not
0: surprising at all I, yeah, do... no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just have a lot of different layers to me man and I want my comedy to kind of morph into everything a huge influence for me is Donald Glover so uh, coming back to Neil Brennan I love the way he throws all of his shit together into one show it's like a roller coaster of emotion and that's kind of what i want to work into Uh, i want to i want to be art at the purest level manipulation of human emotion so yeah that's what i'm all about man
0: that's probably why we get along man i i used to do uh i to work at a news station too and uh yeah i'm trying to be the i don't want to say trying to be the next donald glover but he definitely inspire i feel like he's our generation jamie foxx
1: yeah Literally, I, man. He was fucking Simba. Get out of here. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: I wish he would do another comedy special. I really, it's really,
1: true, really do. man. I, I would really love really. that shit. But at the same time, he's so big now, he can kind of do whatever the fuck he wants to. Like, Atlanta really? genius. genius. Uh, because the internet, hip-hop album, genius. Uh, dude, just everything he fucking does is money, man. And uh, probably my favorite entertainer ever, Donald Glover. It's fucking phenomenal, but yeah, I—that I, would be my one of my goals in art is to kind of have like an album that is comedy, poetry, and hip hop all mixed into one, and people are crying, then they're laughing, then they're intrigued, then they're sad, then they're laughing, and uh, that's nothing more beautiful than me. To me, is uh, just that roller coaster because that's what life's all about, man. It's one big fucking roller coaster.
0: What words? of uh, motivation or encouragement do you have for any comedian that's listening to this right now?
1: Words of encouragement. Uh, I I come from nothing man. Um I'm the child of addicts. My my teachers doubted me. My family has doubted me. They still question my decisions. Um This world is your canvas, and you can paint whatever you want to paint. So be yourself. um, Desire plus belief equals results. If you want to do something and you believe you can do it and you will do it, then that's part of all, all you need those two things, and you take the actions to make it happen, you can do it, man. I'm the ultimate underdog. I want to start my LLC by the end of the year, and it's called 16th Seed, and that's the last seed in the NCAA tournament. They've only won one game in the history of the NCAA tournament, and that's what I really stand for, dude, the underdogs, the the people that are forgotten, the people that are counted out. I want to make it so those people can make it and I can create a platform for those people. So do what you want, make this life, your playground and, um, be, be recklessly positive. And I think that's a term The sometimes people think those are antonyms, reckless and positive, but be so positive and be such a ray of light that, the clouds will never block you message i don't know,
0: i don't know what antonym is <laughs> uh
1: synonym and antonym antonym is opposite
0: i just i just exposed city public school system wow all right cool uh <laughs> jeff tell people why they should listen to um comedians a bit
1: Uh, We are, we have the responsibility to um, make fun of everything, man. Life is, uh, there's so much anger and division and there's so many different negative emotions in the world, but we have the responsibility to transfer those negative emotions and to the most beautiful thing about human existence, laughter, in my opinion. So I, I think... People should listen to the comedians because, well, I mean, we turn negativity into positivity, man. We, uh,
0: no, that's <laughs> the whole <laughs> I figured out, I right? He didn't hear what I said. <laughs> I said, Why should people listen to Comedians in Bed, the podcast?
1: <laughs> oh my god, I am so gay. I was like, I can't wait to be motivational, dude. <laughs> I thought you said, why, can you edit that part out? That was not, I sounded like a simp, man. Now you should listen to the comedians in bed, because we're cool as shit, dude. Fucking Ty's a chill hang. He's funny as fuck. He's going places. And he has interesting conversations with some of the most psychotic people on earth,
2: mm. which, is,
1: which are comedians. So... Go look it up. Listen. Is this a plug? Is this gonna be like on a promotional video or something? <laughs> what am I doing? What the fuck? Stay off the weed. <laughs> You're right on the money with those goddamn soundtracks, dude.
0: I'm getting better at it because I, I wasn't always on the money
1: with. It. It's like a sarcastic DJ, bro. What the fuck?
0: Jeff, like tell it. where they can reach you at, man.
1: Jim uh, City Hefe on Instagram, man. That's it's my biggest way to uh, make contact with this newer generation. Uh, I'm Jeff Allen on Facebook. If you are above forty, uh, <laughs> no, nah, I, I look up Jeff Allen Dayton because I kind of fucked myself by just going by my regular name because there's so many Jeff Allens out there. You got to look up Jeff Allen Dayton on the first guy you'll see. Um, yeah, man. Find me on those two platforms. Uh, my number is 937-500. <laughs> <laughs> Please text me.
0: I'm going like this because my jaws hurt so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how funny this episode was, man. If you want to watch next week's episode, be sure to uh, catch the live stream. Every Tuesday at, uh, on my YouTube page at TYE Comedy at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or you can follow us on IG, on Comedians in Bed Podcast. And I'm um, already, yeah, check out Jeff. He got shows. He's always hosting. If you want to, you know, slide through Wiley's, make sure you told him, hey, I heard you on the podcast. So he can know that you guys were actually listening and not just clicking. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> Jeff, we appreciate you, man, for coming on here, man. I know you got a show so go ahead and kill it. Uh thank you once again for being on Communities in Bed, man. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Yes.